From Brooklyn, New York, I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Next Round Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give everyone a better picture of how the industry is adapting during COVID-19. Today, I'm really lucky to be talking to Goose Island Brewmaster Keith Gabbett and Old Forester Master Whiskey Taster Jackie Zykin. Thank you both so much for joining me and for coming together for what I'm really excited to talk about, which is your collaboration on Bourbon County Stout, you know, probably the most <laughs> the most anticipated beer every year. So Keith, Jackie, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Adam, thank you very much. So Keith, uh, you know, let, let's get into it, you know, just from the beginning. And that is that I, what I'd love to talk about before we jump into your collaboration with Old Forester and, you know, what what's up this year, you know, for listeners who maybe are somewhat familiar with, with Bourbon County, but don't know the whole history. I'd love if you could just explain sort of how that started. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people may not even be realized that Bourbon County was, you know, the original bourbon barrel aged beer. How did it come to pass that you guys decided to start putting your beer in bourbon barrels? So it, it really came to pass back in 1992 when uh, our former brewmaster, Greg Hall, wanted to celebrate the thousandth batch of, uh, you know, out of the brew pub at that time. And, you know, at that time, craft beer was in its infancy and to get to that kind of a milestone was huge. And so brewers like to celebrate that with something amazing, whether it was a giant IPA or in this case, an Imperial Stout. And a few weeks before Greg had been at a uh, beer, bourbon and cigar dinner, and he happened to be sitting next to Booker No. Uh, from Jim Beam, and they got to talking, as people will, you know, as you drink and eat. And, you know, Greg happened to say, hey, what do, what do you do with your your bourbon casks once you're done, once you empty them, once you're done aging the bourbon in them? And it turns out that uh, these casks are pretty much up for grabs uh, for the most part. There's not necessarily a, a good reuse uh, for the uh, distillers for those casks. And Greg said, "Hey, can next time you next time you empty some casks, uh, send me up a couple. I'd love to see what I can do with it." So lo and behold, a few weeks later, uh, a couple of casks, empty casks, uh, showed up at the uh, at the brew pub, and Greg filled it with this massive imperial stout, just kind of on a whim. Because what goes better with beer than than bourbon, right? Maybe cigars, maybe food, but it's hard to kind of interject those two, right? Bourbon's a lot easier. Um, but no one had really done this before. And in my mind, it's kind of uh, similar to this craze of like hazy milkshake IPAs that's been going on lately in the sense that it's weird, it's different. But once you get into it, everyone's in, on board with it. Right. So this beer, the Bourbon County Stout was so so original, so unique that no one knew what to do with it. Everyone loved it. They took it to GABF, uh, the Great American Beer Festival, where and entered it into the uh, Imperial Stout category, where it promptly got kicked out for not being true to style because there's nothing <laughs> about right. There's nothing about Imperial Stouts that says it needs to taste like bourbon. But as soon as the competition was over, as soon as that judging portion was over, all the judges ran downstairs to the uh, uh, you know to the floor and ran over the Goose Island booth and drank the rest of the keg of. Bourbon County, so much so that the once the people showed up, once the actual you know uh, fan showed up, they didn't even get a chance to try it. So that was kind of the birth of bourbon barrel aging as we know it, and it's gone from there into 
you can't go into a, a brewery of any size these days without seeing at least one or two bourbon barrels, uh, you know, sitting in a corner holding bourbon county or holding stout or barley wine or, or what have you. So it really comes down to, you know, eating and drinking with your friends and coming up with something cool. That's awesome. So, um, you know, Jackie, had, had you had before, you know, there had been this collaboration because this is the first year, right? That the old foresters collaborating with uh, Goose Island to make Bourbon County. Correct. Had you had Bourbon County or other uh, bourbon barrel aged beers prior to this? And like sort of what was your impression of them when you had them as a as a master taster? Oh, sure. I'm a very enthusiastic imbiber of all categories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And of course, I mean, Keith brought up a really good point. I mean, throw a dart and hit one at any tap room anywhere. Totally. Everybody has one now. It's just sort of its own thing. Um, And of course, being somebody that obviously is a bourbon aficionado, if you will, um, whether by trade or by recreation here, to be honest, um, I find the flavor profile delicious. And it's just one of those things that's kind of like, why haven't we been doing this longer? It makes perfect sense. The flavors just meld so perfectly with it. Was a massive fan. And when I found out that we were doing this um, particular partnership, it was something that was incredibly exciting. I mean, it's it's such a cool project and they've been such a great team to work with on it. So what is that? So what does that collaboration look like? So obviously, and Keith, I want I want to get into, you know, more technical details too about, about you know, brewing the beer and what kinds of, what, you know, what the stout needs to be like in order to make it really work in the bourbon barrels. But before we get there, just because you brought the collaboration, Jackie, I'd love to talk about that a little bit. Um, what does that look like? So the second that you, that you decide you're going to work together, I'm assuming it's, I'm assuming it's evolved from just someone sending, you know, Jimmy sending you random casks to you, you know, specifically <laughs> selecting those casks. So how do you guys go through that process? Um, and how collaborative is it back and forth in terms of, Hey, we're thinking about doing this kind of beer and we're going to put it in here, et cetera. Can you sort of just walk me through? Go ahead, Jackie. Oh, no, I was just going to say from our end, you know, our main focus is obviously making the best quality whiskey that we possibly can. Yep. So whatever's kind of left in those barrels uh, we stand behind just as much as the stuff you see in a bottle on a shelf. I think with this being such an incredibly sought after and such a really unique product on the market, they, and Keith, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'll let you take it after this. I think they had their eyes on the the best of the best of the best that we could give them. That was our birthday bourbon barrels. Absolutely. And so, and why, why birthday bourbon? Were you just aware of a birthday bourbon, you know, as, as drinkers, Keith, I mean, obviously they're the 11 year olds, but you know, what was it about that, that you thought would make the, the stout, you know, so special? So I I think first and foremost, well, first and foremost, we're, we're beer fans, right. But second, second to that, we're bourbon fans. If you walk through our offices, you'll see probably just as many bottles of bourbon on our desk as you will (laughs) bottles of beer. Right. Right. And there, there are distilleries that we love to work with. And there are some, you know, that are kind of pie, you know, pie in the sky kind of ideas of things that we love to get our hands on. These, these offerings like the birthday bourbon, they don't come around very often. They're very unique. They're very special. And it's not, you can't just call up the distillery and say, Hey, can I get some, uh, some barrels and can you make them super special and unique? Uh, It just doesn't happen anymore. So I, I believe we started the conversation with Old Forester probably about a year before we actually got these barrels in, and it was just uh, kind of you know building that relationship and talking with them, and 
you know, saying, hey, you know, we'd love to get some unique barrels in. And then when we found out that these were being emptied, I believe it was June, June or July of uh, 2019, we were actually done filling Bourbon County Stout for that season. And Old Forcer had called us up and they said, hey, we've got these fantastic barrels. Do you want them? And we said, absolutely, we're going to do it. So we dropped everything and we brewed another uh, batch of Bourbon County to put in the barrels. Um, but it was kind of, uh, you know, you don't say no when these opportunities come up. And, you know, the the bourbon itself is highly sought after and super unique and just really delicious. But, yeah, uh, I think, you know, part of it's just building those relationships with the distillers. Uh, we were lucky enough to go down to Brown Foreman uh, in February, just before the country shut down and we're able to tour, uh, through most of the, uh, almost everything I had to cut out before we jumped ship and went down to, uh, Jack Daniels. But yeah, the, the distillery and the dedication to process and detail and quality is amazing with them. And we knew that that would showcase itself in the bur- in the beer. So, you you mentioned something that I'm curious about. You said, you know, we brewed another batch of, of Bourbon County. So is the is the stout recipe the same no matter what barrel you're going into? Or do you adapt the recipe based on the bourbon barrel, right? So obviously you have traditional Bourbon County stout. You have birthday bourbon. You have anniversary bourbon. You have Bourbon County Kentucky fog. Is it always the same or are, are there little things that you change? Ooh, good question. So – I try to keep Bourbon County Stout to being as true uh, to the original recipe as possible. I'm I'm very, very, very protective of it. And every time we we have new brewers coming into Goose Island, they always have this idea of how they can, you know, change Bourbon County to make it better or more unique. And I always say, no, there's no way we're going to do that. Um, That being said, we occasionally we we do some some sort of uh, recipe tweaks, uh, but not very often in the case of a birthday bourbon and then you know down the road the the anniversary it's all that same base stout the original bourbon county stout recipe and we want to showcase you know the recipe itself is good it's a great imperial stout but the magic happens in the barrel and being able to showcase that magic of the barrel itself is really what we're trying to uh trying to do here with these releases, especially with the uh, birthday bourbon. And so, Jackie, have you now tasted, uh, I'm assuming, I, I mean, you mentioned a little bit before when we start, before we start recording that you were drinking some some stout now, so I'm assuming you have tasted it. What did you think when the stout came out of the, of the barrels that you had now, you know, been aware of and had tasted the original liquid of, and how much did it remind you, how much does the beer remind you of birthday bourbon? Well, I am drinking it right now. The- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I better finally crack this open. I was saving it for a special occasion and this got put on the books and I was like, perfect. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um, no, it's fantastic. Uh, so I poured it into a glass and like the first sort of hint of it, it really, this is going to be the cheesiest thing that I probably say this entire time, but it is really very much this very solid stout that's enveloped in this sort of ethereal bourbon character. And then as you kind of get it onto your palate though, it just, it's a perfect, like right down the middle, there's elements of the old forester there. There's elements of that particular birthday expression there, which are so nice. It had so much chocolate to it, so much dark fruit to it. And of course there's all baking spice. It was so complimentary 
And I don't think that the similarity in flavors really made it monotone by any means. I think that each one sort of had its own unique tweak to it. So it makes a really dimensional product. And I think it's fantastic. So, I mean, obviously you're not, um, you know, you're a master whiskey taste. You're not a marketer, but I am curious. Do you see the, um, you know, having birthday, you know, birthday bourbon barrels involved in this beer, which is such a phenomenon. And we're, I'm going to get to that with you, Keith, of why that still is or why you think that still is. Um, as like a really good way to introduce old forester to you know to make potentially bourbon drinkers but people maybe bourbon drinkers that haven't had old forester before and if you do think it is which i would assume what do you think they'll they'll get in old forester that will remind them of what they liked about the the birthday you know bourbon bourbon county stout that you're drinking right now well it's really interesting because the brand um the brand comes across as being bigger than it is to certain circles, right? Um, the the bourbon nerds out there know it well because it's such a legacy brand. But totally, there are so many people that are like, "Well, what, what, what is that?" Well, I don't, I don't know what that is. So um, we are still and growing very quickly in that space, but we're still growing awareness. So any opportunity like this is, of course, a benefit for the brand. But it's great because you're actually getting to reach a completely different audience of connoisseur and somebody that appreciates flavor and appreciates things that take that take time and a lot of work and a lot of thought and not just that you know someone's trying to slam something to get it wasted on uh so that's definitely a great crowd for us to appeal to because we do put so much effort into making such a high quality product but um i don't know i think if you've never had old forester and you go to taste the old force i mean just in true transparency here you go to the Bourbon County South from Birthday Bourbon Barrels, you're obviously not going to be like, it tastes just like Old Forester. Right. <laughs> don't of course. That's supposed to taste <laughs> yeah. like. But you can definitely taste that. Like Old Forester doesn't have a, an unorthodox Kentucky bourbon profile. You know, there's so many brands and they're all very unique. But I think that we do definitely represent a very flagship, traditional Kentucky bourbon flavor. Okay. Sweet on the front end and spicy on the back and just very well balanced. So I don't think that it would necessarily resonate as one way or another. But once you start lining them up, right, and you start collecting them, and I'm really glad to hear Keith say that, you know, they try to keep that variable to a minimum and let the barrel shine through. Because if you line these up side by side, I think that's where you're going to start seeing those nuances pop through a little bit more. So Keith, what do you think is, what has made um, you know, Bourbon County Stout, in your mind, a phenomenon for so long, right? I mean, I think it's still something that beer nerds talk about every year. Uh, it's still something that, you know, beer press gets really excited about every year. Why do you think that is? Because as you said, you know, a lot of other people, and maybe, so I have two questions. It's that one, but then also <laughs> a lot of other people have started making, you know, stouts, age in bourbon barrels, but all of them aren't so good. And so I guess my other question is, what, what do you think you're doing right that, that makes you know the beer so consistent year after year? And what are some people maybe not understanding about? It's not just about potentially, I guess, throwing beer in a bourbon barrel. Um, and is that maybe why the beers have become you know so timeless? Wow, that's such a loaded couple of questions. Totally Let's, is. <laughs> that's let, the point. <laughs> Let's see if I can unpack that uh, yeah. a little bit. So to me, Bourbon County Stout is all about, you know, a series of firsts, right? 
you know, it was the first bourbon barrel aged beer. Uh, we were one of the first to start doing uh, kind of adjuncts or adding ingredients to the bourbon barrel aged beer with our coffee, uh, coffee stout variant, you know, back in, what was it? 2012, 2011, somewhere around there. And then we've, we've expanded on that. We've added fruit, we've added uh, toasted coconut. Um, and we've really tried to pull out, you know, characters that are in those barrels to begin with, right? You know, you get a lot of those, you know, uh, vanillin characters or some of those like coconut lactones that come through from the oak. And that was our original goal was to tease out the characters that are in the barrel and bring those to the forefront with Bourbon County Stout. It just so happens that those happen to be fantastic characters like coconut and vanilla, right? And caramel and all those other great things. Um, but we've stayed pretty far away from going into the pastry stout category. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with pastry stouts, but uh, these are stouts that rely heavily on like sweeter, you know, adjuncts, chocolate and caramel and replicating ice cream flavors or candy flavors. And they're fantastic ones out there. But we've always held a little bit more true to the barrel itself, uh, in my opinion. And then with the fact that we've been doing this for so long uh, and have been building up these relationships with the distilleries has enabled us, you know, in the past couple of years to really showcase those distilleries. You know, what we love about Bourbon County Stout is it's a great beer, but it's also made from great bourbon as well. Right. Yeah. And having the chance to showcase, you know, a, a brand like Old Forester's Birthday Bourbon is something that keeps people coming back and showcases that bourbon barrel aged stouts aren't just the luck of a draw. You don't just throw a stout into a random barrel and release it and call it good. You carefully choose your uh, the partners that you uh, that you select, and you know you, if you're if you're good to them and they're and they like the product that you have, they'll reward you with phenomenal barrels, and that allows us to showcase that. I think. So, well, Jackie, can you talk to me a little bit about sort of birthday bourbon as a bourbon? Um, I, you know, I'm embarrassed. I've actually never had it. And I, and I love a lot of, of your bourbons, but I've never had birthday before. Um, so can you talk to us about sort of like what, what the liquid is uh, and what it tastes like? Sure, absolutely. So birthday bourbon is an expression that we've been releasing ever since 2002 just behind it is that the founder of Brown Foreman, um, George Garvin Brown, is the person that came up with Old Forester back in 1870s. This is the founding brand of the entire company. Um, his birthday is September 2nd. So to honor him, let's, let's do something special. So what you've got with birthday is one day's production. And what we get out of those barrels at the end of it is what you get. Uh, we've got sort of a unique warehousing situation going on. We do heat cycling. So we do lose higher than normal amount to the angel share every year. So okay. not much left in the barrels after like, the range has been from nine to 14 years. Um, okay. So it's always somewhere in that realm. Every year is different and that is by design. You don't want it to taste the same. It's the only expression of old foe that you can really find that's not meant to replicate flavor profile year after year after year, um, just to embrace the nuances of those barrels. But so this one, the 2019, was actually the highest proof that we've ever had. So it's interesting that these are the barrels that ended up kind of in this like big, bur this big burly beer, if you will, 
it's great. The, the flavor profile on that particular bourbon was really, really intense and really dense and had a lot going for it. It's just every year's different. Some years taste like honeydew. Some years taste like vanilla icing. Some years taste like strawberry, my little pony scratch and sniff stickers. Like they're all over the board. Wow. But so that's the kind of the thing, like, that's why you always want to try to get it. Cause every vintage is different. Um, but yeah, there's only, I mean, there's barely any that goes around and now the more the brand grows, the more people are looking for it. And now right. it's just, it's the one thing we have that's incredibly, incredibly hard to find. That's cool. And so then Keith, what sort of tasting notes do you think then are coming through in this bourbon? I think, and what's interesting too, about what you said, Jackie, is that I think that's, what's so cool about birthday and bourbon County as well is that bourbon County is never the same every year right? There's always different tasting notes. It's evolving with the different partnerships you guys are doing. So the partnership between the two of you makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm curious if someone were to find um, birthday bourbon County stout out in the wild, Keith, what, what would they taste? Wow. So uh, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to be talking about this in front of, in front of Jackie, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but to me, you know, that, that 2019 uh, birthday bourbon had a lot of and to me, Old Forester uh, has a lot of like fruity notes, and a lot of the uh, a lot of what I got out of the 2019 birthday bourbon were these like fruit notes with some baking spice, uh, like cake and maple syrup, and all these great things. And a lot of those you find in Original Bourbon County in any case. But what stands out to me in the birthday bourbon are those those fruity notes. To me, I get a ton of red fruit. And this really delicious maple spice. So I get a strawberry, raspberry, cherry kind of character that I attribute to Old Forester specifically uh, in this case. And then it layers on to that, like that spiced cake, that maple syrup kind of character. But then also everything that's in, in original Bourbon County, the toffee, the chocolate, the fudge, the vanilla, the toasted marshmallow, you know, the leather, the dried fruit. Um, all of those are there, but it's those fruity notes uh, to me that really come to the forefront and make it uh, stand out. Yeah, as a fantastic release. Makes a lot of sense. So, you know, a lot of people also collect Bourbon County Stout, uh, age it. Um, what happens to this beer as it ages? And if you were to age it, how would you recommend doing so? I think if you're going to age it, you know, aging it at cellar temperatures around, you know, 50 degrees in a okay. sort of cool, dark place is is appropriate. Uh, you don't want to lay the bottle on its side. It's got a crown rather than a cork. So that's not going to do it any good. Uh, we put a five-year shelf life on most of our variants. Um, although I've had last year, we opened up a bottle of 2008 uh, that was tasting fantastic. So uh, that can cer- you can certainly do that. But those flavors are going to kind of meld and, uh, you know, you're going to lose some of the rougher edges of the hotness of, of the bourbon itself and pick up a little bit more of those dried fruit characteristics, maybe a little bit more of kind of a, a nutty char- character coming through. And it's always fun to age. But with this one, I don't know. With this one, I, I, I've been blown away by it. It's, I've been drinking this one uh kind of nonstop since we uh, started <laughs> bottling it. And I'm, I really like it fresh. It's going to be good in five years. I can't imagine how much better it's going to be in five years, 
So I, I recommend buying a couple of bottles if you can, but no, this is fantastic fresh right off the bat. Well, Keith and Jackie, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me about, you know, both Bourbon County style as well as uh, Old Forester. This has been a really cool conversation. Um, and I hope I definitely learned a lot about how you've how you collaborated and, you know, how the how this beer has evolved over time. Uh, so thank you both so much. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Jackie. It's a lot of fun uh, talking with you. And Jackie, I hope to I hope to get down to, you know, Old Forester to visit you uh, again as soon as things allow. I know, I know. Back in the day, back before COVID, my travel <laughs> didn't allow me to to be there for all of the engagements that the team had with with your team, and so I look forward to to those chats. Hopefully, fingers crossed, sooner than later. Right. Totally, can't agree more. Well, thank you both so much. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced by myself and Zach Jabal. It is also mixed and edited by him. Yeah, Zach, we know you do a lot. I'd also like to thank the entire Vine Pair team, including my co-founder, Josh, and our associate editor, Kat Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.